Amen. We'll go ahead and get started this morning. I do desire your prayers today as we try to speak to you this morning. Uh, I think my heart is about to race. Am I nervous this morning? Very bad for some reason. Turn with me to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. And AJ, I want you to go to 2 Samuel, 6th chapter. He does such a good job reading here a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to have him read again. Amen. I do just raise prayers once more as we get to start speaking today. As we, I try to bring out, I think, what we, God wants us to hear today. I believe, I still believe that God's in control. I still believe today the church is very, very important. Um, I hear a lot of people today, you know, in churches say, uh, and I think they you don't really, want to really realize what they're saying. They say our church is dead. You ever heard that? Who makes the church up? Let that sink in. Church is dead, somebody say, and they say, well, there's so-and-so, the pastor should do this, pastor should do this and that and all, but if you realize, man, you're just saying you're dead. Don't shut me out here, okay? <laughs> man, this is what I'm so nervous about. <laughs> we make the church up. Amen. The Bible says we're two or three together, he'd be there. We blaming everybody but ourselves. Come on. Let's pray right now. Father, we just thank you again for this time you've given us. We pray now, Father, we go in this word that you would just let the Holy Spirit anoint us today, Father. That you would give us what we stand in need of today, Father. I just pray that the Spirit would just move us today, Father, like it never has before. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Deuteronomy, the 22nd, 28th chapter, it says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt heartily, diligently, unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on the high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee, if thou, if thou Hearken, thou listen unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Can you say amen? amen? And you can go further on, and I'm not going to read it, but he talks about disobeying, you know, God. But it says there, if we listen to the word of God and do all of his commandments, and I put this in my own version, God will be in the midst, and he will be there. I want to use, I just want to read that to start with, but I'm going to go to Second Samuel, you may want to turn over there. This is a story I've used many times before. I'm just going to have A.J. read me a couple of verses, if he will. And 2 Samuel, the 6th chapter, and this is where David was, they was moving the Ark of the Covenant. And I'm going to read the 6th and 7th verse, if he will, for me. And when they came to the threshing floor of Nikon, Uzzah put out his hand to the Ark of God and took a hold of it with an oxen stumble. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God struck him down there because of his error, and he died there beside the ark of God. Listen to that last verse that he just read. This Uzzah, I get to pronounce that. He died where? By the ark of God. 
And I'm going to speak to us today for just a few moments. And I'm going to rephrase that for just a little bit. Am I dying in the church? Amen. Amen. I'm dying in the church. And I mentioned a while ago, we said a while ago, and I never thought of this, and the Lord was speaking to me in the officer and said, you know, everybody says the church is dead. But he said, who makes the church up? I do. Amen. Amen. In the beginning, you know, God, he had everything planned so great. And we all know what happens, sin come into and mess things up. Amen. Amen. And we look at today as Adam and Eve was in the garden, you know, and you look, you take back, we just think about what they went through for a little bit. And, you know, you can look at what they've looked at and never thought it would change the whole world. But it did. Why? Because they didn't listen to the word of God. Amen. They didn't listen to what God told them to. And you look at the fruit they took of. And like uh, Satan told them, you know, it's pleasant to the eye. You know, it looked good. And they thought, you know, it, 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 God can't be right on this. Because I can't see nothing that hurts. Can you almost see that going through Adam and Eve's mind or Adam's mind? I mean, really, what's it going I mean, I just don't see what's it going to hurt. And they begin to start listening to what Satan said and forgot what God said. And they forget really what the what the punishment would be if they'd done what they think wouldn't hurt anything. And you know the story, what happened. And from that moment on, we have been in a struggle because we forgot what God told us. Sin may look pleasant to the eyes, but in the end, sin will cause death. Sin will be punished according to what the Word of God said. And we go into a time now, you know, we look at it in today's circumstances, today's time. And we used to, you know, and, and, and you hear the old time preachers preach, you know, and they would preach hard and they would do this and that. And we kind of got to a point now, and I know I'm a, I'm a, a preacher, you know, but to a point that day, we, we um, kind of, you know, almost like, uh, like, you know, sometimes you think like Adam does, you know, I do, you know, I, say, I really can't say that because uh, it, it's going to hurt somebody. I, you know, and I don't see really what it hurts, you know, and this and that, but God says, listen to the word of God. Amen. Obey his voice. Amen. Obey his commandments. See, God didn't do away with the commandments. Christ didn't. He just fulfilled it. And we're taken to that point today. We, we, we today, we live in society today and we want to control our own lives. And I, 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 I'm going to say that in a bad way, but I'm going to say this today. We, we don't really want to sell out to God like we used to. Well, because we want to 
do things like we want to. And we don't want to listen to God because it may change our lifestyle the way that we want to live it. But we was put here for one reason. And that's to, to worship God, do God's work, I believe. Amen. This ark, you know, the covenant, you know, and you've heard stories about it. It was very something very precious in God's eyes. He, it was, you know, and it was, I looked up a little bit of history about it. And it was, this ark of the covenant was about 45 inches long. And according to statistics, it was about 27 inches wide, about 27 inches tall. And down the outside of it had, two, had four rings on it, two on each side. And they stuck a pole through the, each, each side of it. And, and on top of it had two cher, the cherubs that looked like, looked like angels and their wings stretched forth to it. They're looking towards one another and it was called, and it was overlaid with gold and it was called the mercy seat. Amen. It was the only piece of furniture that was allowed in the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle. And you know, through that, you know, and they would take them and they would go into battles, different places. They would take it before them and it went to, and when the walls of Jericho fell down, you know, it, they, 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 they took it with them, you know, and they marched with it around Jericho seven times, you know, the story of that. It was lost through the battle, I think, you know, in one of the battles in the Babylonians, you know, and it was, I don't know if it's sure, the only man know where, what's happened to it. But it was precious in the eyes of God, and God, God gave the instructions how it to be carried. And He didn't want it carried any other way. It was made for them, to, for men to take it to on each side and then pose. You know, if you can get the picture in your mind, it was for them to carry it that way because it represented to me God. It had, it had the, the Ten Commandments in it, and it had Aaron's rod in it, and uh, a pot of manna in it. I think there's three things that was in it. They respected it, and they, you know, this and that. And, but somewhere down the road, they got, you know, in this story here that he just read there, somebody got a bright idea. Let's just, you know, it's just... Don't make no sense where we can carry it when we put it on a cart and let the let the, the ox pull it along. You know, it's too much work. Or it's too much aggravating to get four men, this and that. And I don't know all the story. This is my opinion on this. This ain't biblical, but they said there's gotta be a better way to carry this. And they did. The Bible says in the beginning, a little bit first in that verse, they put it on a new cart behind some ox and they carried it. And they think, you know, this ain't going to hurt anything. It makes it easier. Come on. Amen. I'll say this. Serving God's not easy. Amen. But it's rewarding. Because he said, if you bless, if you listen to my voice, the blessings will come. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? It's not easy to turn the other cheek sometimes. It's not easy to listen to the church congregation talk about the pastors sometimes, but sometimes you got to. Amen. Don't shut me down, just yet. 
It's not easy to see all these things happening, but sometimes you just got to keep on carrying it. Even though the shoulder's hurting, even though your feet's tired, even though you said, you know, I could do this another way. But you're getting away from God's commandments and God's will and God's plan. And any time you get away from that, the consequences are not going to be great. We today, in the time we live in today, in our church world today, I believe this is my personal opinion. We as a church world today is hurting so bad. Why? Because we said our church is dead and we're not trying, we're trying to fix everybody else. But ourselves, because I'm not wrong. Don't shut me out of here yet, just okay. I'm so nervous now. We want to fix everybody but ourselves. We want to control everything in our church, where this goes, where money goes, where this goes, where everything this goes. I think this is the best way of doing it. Instead of doing it God's way. Instead of turning over and saying, God, let your will be done. I was listening, I wanted it been years ago. These people don't come to church here anymore, you know, and they talk about offering and this and that. I, I hardly, I don't think I've ever even talked about preaching about tithes and this and that because I think you ought to know what it meant, what it is. But when somebody said something about it, he said, Let's, I really, I like to know where my money goes. I thought myself, why don't you trust God? Amen. Why don't you trust God? To a point to say, I don't know where it goes. I can't control where it goes. I'm not given. That's basically what they told me. It's been years ago. God help us. God help us. We today, as a church world today, you know, we report today, and I know I've been here a long time. I don't know how much longer you're going to allow me to be here. God's going to let me be here, but for 30 something years, we have trusted God. Amen. If we start true, if we quit trusting now, we're going to be in trouble. But we face things, or I face things as a pastor today, like I never faced before in trying to lead a church. Why? Because Satan's having a field day today. And we as congregation over the last so many years have really what's it going to hurt. Amen. And God said, you know, if you don't obey my commandments or my listen to my voice, I'm not going to bless it. Do you know what I'm talking about? We don't want to talk about. And they took us ark and put it on this cart God wasn't satisfied with it Amen. come on you gotta read it I hope you understand that I hope you believe that and when they went across Nickens threshing floor the Bible says the ark stumbled and the ark started sliding out of the cart and bless this guy's heart he was just doing what he thought was right See, that's what you're, I'm going to say that, to use that part to say this. That's what a lot of people have been in church so, and in church are not for too awful long. And we've been away from God's voice for any long, long. They think what they're doing is right. Amen. And we got away from God. Amen. 
and it started, started falling. And he said, I'll just catch it. I don't want to hit the ground. And the Bible says that he's done this. God was not pleased. And he died by the ark. What a sad place to die. Amen. By the presence of God. Come on, church. What a sad place to go. To die in the presence of God. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about or not, but I believe today that there are people in the church today that's trying and instead of turning over and starting and, and, and dwelling upon every problem that we have in the church world today, what we dwell on what's really important, and that's ourselves. Amen. Come on, church. I need help. And I believe you need help. And our help comes from God today. There's no place too far that you've went to that God cannot bring you back from. There's nothing so far that you have, you've done that God cannot take the blood of Jesus Christ and wipe the clay clean. We talk about abortion. We talk about things, this and that. The things, you know, that God, I think, is definitely against. You say, Pastor, you know, maybe you've been down that road. Maybe you had abortion, this or that. But the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse it. And we're not looking, talking about the God of the past. We're talking about the God of the future. I think, you know, me, we've got to look back in the past, see what God has done. But we are going forward. The Bible says, you know, when Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, you know, he got to the Red Sea, you know, and they began to complain. They said, we should have stayed back there. If it had been up to a lot of them, they would have stayed. But Moses said, just don't listen, don't listen to your own, I must have put this in my own version, your own thoughts. Listen to what God says. Today you shall see the salvation of the Lord and you shall go forward in the enemy that you fight today. You shall fight no more. But until we realize today that we have an enemy today that is trying to destroy us today, we will not go forward. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Pharaoh and his army, they wasn't going back to get the children of Israel and, and, and say, well, y'all messed up this or that. He was out to get them. He was out to kill them, I believe. And I'm here today to tell you, the same devil that was trying to kill the Egyptians then is the same devil that's trying to destroy you. And you say today, I don't understand. I don't know what's on the other side of the river. I don't know what's on the other side of the Red Sea. But if God says, go forward... Let's go forward. If God says go forward, let's go. What's it going to take, Pastor? And I'll try to close pretty quickly. What's it going to take for the church to get livened up today? It's not going to take another book. It's not going to take a new class. It's going to take the Word of God. Because you can find out with the valley of the dry bones. You've heard that message many times before. And the only thing it took to get them back together was the word of God. He said, I prophesied, I preached as was commanded. And the Bible says the bones began to get together as bones. And the sinews and all this, the Holy Spirit came over. And they became, and they stood up to see the great army today. We today, if you look at these children today, they need one thing. They need for us to listen to and listen to the obey the voice of God and say, listen, I'm 
tired of hearing everybody's complaints today. I'm tired of looking at everybody else. I'm tired of saying my church is dead. If you're the church is dead, you're dead too. But I'm here today to tell you the power of the Holy Spirit is able today to quicken the soul today. It'll make you start shouting. It'll make you start jumping. Why? Because there's a place called heaven on the other Come on, church. There's a place called heaven on the other side. Don't give in to Satan. Don't quit. We've gone too far to turn back now. Amen. We've come too far to turn back now. I was up at Fells the other day and I walked out and I was told about the pastor, a Pentecost pastor, I know very well. Well, Brother Dennis Knapp, who it was, he was fixing to go to Oklahoma. They've called him out there when they take a church for a few Sundays. He sat in the car, and his wife was there. I got to talking with them. We got to talking about as we grew up in church together. We wasn't great people. I mean, we was just as sinful as anybody else. He's been pastor for years. He told me that was on a Thursday, I think it was. He said, tomorrow I'll be 70 year old. We got to talking about my dad and my grandpa. I don't know why my brother Lester, you know, you hear my grandpa's name. His name was Arthur, but everybody called him Dad Carlton. <laughs> and then old Dennis told me, he said, you know, when I convicted a fellow with me, he said, I told God, he said, I want the religion Dad Carlton's got. Because there's something different about it. And he got talking about my dad who would testify two or three times a year some story about some goose. And oh, he said he began to talk about it his old church would just begin to fire the Holy Ghost would begin to fall. We sitting there and I'd be sitting there and I'd sit, have my arms on the side of the car. We was talking there and the chills began to roll all down my, my side. I didn't say anything about it. And Brother just sitting on the side, he said, there's chills coming all over me right now. I said, you know something, it's amazing today. I said, I pastor over here and you're a pastor of Pentecostal church, but the same God that you serve is the same God that I serve and the power of the Holy Spirit is touching both of us right now. Amen. We just almost had a church service in the parking lot. Why? Because we listened to the voice of God. We listened to the voice of God. As I start closing now, I don't know what I'd say. I was so scared this morning. I don't want to call anybody here and say you're dead. But I'm just saying this today. It'd be sad to die in the church. And I just come to try to give us a wake-up call this morning. That's the only reason I'm here, to drive you this wake-up call. I believe personally, this is my personal opinion, her church today, and this church, a lot of churches today, is in an important place in their lives today. We're at a crossroads. We're at a crossroads. Was it Elijah said one time, how long are you going to have two opinions? Either God be God, or Baal be Baal, or follow Him. Amen. And I was praying this morning on the way over here and I begin to think about the church, how far we come. 
and begin to think about all the things we've done here. Buildings, big buildings are back. And God stopped me and said, son, that's not the important thing. Focus back up on what's important. And that's the souls at the church. That's what's the most important. If you get back and listen to the voice of God, I'll supply what you need. Young people here on Wednesday night getting saved. Amen. I don't mean this in a hard way, but on the other side, we've got people sitting around saying their church is dead. And they're trying to fix everybody else but themselves. I don't know if I'm smart enough to leave this church a lot further. I hope I am. Y'all may be wanting somebody else to lead you. I don't know. But as long as God tells me to, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Hate me or like me. That's all I can do. Because I've come too far to throw in the towel now, Brother Hanson. I'm closer to seeing my dad than I've ever been. Most important, I'm closer to seeing my Savior, Jesus Christ, than I've ever been. Do you what I'm talking about? So don't sit there beside the church and do like what's his name done and grab something and go against what God's trying to get across. I don't know if that didn't make any sense or not. You may leave here a little while and say, well, he don't know what he's talking about. He just ain't got no education much. He should be burning this and that, but I got smart enough to know one thing, that sin will be punished. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you leave this world, very blunt, you're going to hell. But you don't have to. Jesus Christ is here today. His Spirit's here today. And I'm going to say this, we close out, and that's the last couple of statements. I don't care if you've been going home 30, 40, 50 years. And you know, if you need, or you need to be with God or not. If not, I've told you, What's right? Don't die in the church. I said, stepfather, don't die without Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. My grandpa Carlton was not a very educated man. I probably told this story just real quickly. His daughter went to the uh, Southern Baptist Church there at Woodrow for years and years all of her life. My grandpa was raised in the Pentecost Holiness Church. A lot of difference. Same God. He went to church with her one night. He come out, or later, a few days later, somebody told he told me this story. He said, what do you think about it, Brother Carlton? He said, this is where I think common sense kicked in. 
He said, I didn't go down there to judge them people. I just went down there to worship with them. And I went and washed up. I went and washed up. So what I'm saying today is, I come to Old Grove for one reason. That's to worship my God. If you want to join in, we can join in and have a great time. I'm going to say this one last statement. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to worship and have a great time with him for what he's done for me. Will you stand? If you want to come and pray for any reason, come out right now. Step out if you need to for any reason. Anybody. Anybody.